Can't get enough wrestling talk? Well, check out Ringside Rant with top guys RJ and Justin, the kings of ranting. The new shows drop each Friday morning at 9 Eastern, and it'll take you back to the good old days of pro wrestling, but also the not-so-good days. Ringside Rant is available on all podcast platforms, as well as full press coverage, Wrestling with Johnners Network, and the Shining Wizards Network. You can also follow the show on Twitter at underscore ringside rant. It's ringside rant with RJ and Justin new shows drop Friday morning at nine Eastern. That's ringside rant with RJ and Justin, a couple of top guys doing top guy stuff. It's ringside rant with RJ and Justin new shows Friday mornings at nine Eastern. It's Friday. It's 9 a.m. You know what that means. Another great episode of the Ringside Rand is with you this week. And introducing your host, he is Cincinnati's favorite son, J.D. Justin Davis. And from Rochester, New York, he is the man with the magical voice. RJ! And as always, welcome to Ranters Nation. Welcome back to episode 149 of the ringside rant. I am the man with the magical voice, RJ. He is the man of a thousand and three holds, JD Justin Davis. Justin, what's that one extra hold that you have that is just that much better than Chris Jericho right now? Uh, the shocker. I kind of lobbed it out there and I was hoping you'd take it there. And I think you would. <laughs> I mean, we've been doing the show together long enough. We've known each other long enough. I figured that two was in the pink, one in the stink. You know how it rolls. Now, what would the other way be, though? What would you call the other? If it's not the shock, or is it, would, it, would it just be like the reverse shocker? Two in the stink and one in the pink? That's the oucher. That hurts a little bit more. That's the oucher. Well, no, no, I get, no, I, I would gather it hurt more, but I'm just saying, I'm like, okay, well, what if this is, this is you know, starting off on a great note, but. Uh, <laughs> Hello, everybody. I, I always thought that I'm like, okay, well, what would the other way be? Oh. Anyways, um, so. Welcome back. Big thanks for uh, tuning in this week again to the show. Uh, and also big thanks to Adam from Bama for coming on last week. We've so far, uh, Justin, we've gotten a lot of good reactions to, to the show from last week. Um, Adam is just that wealth of knowledge. You, you wouldn't, I, I say this to say, a, it's, not, it's a compliment. It's not a diss. He's a wealth of knowledge, but you wouldn't expect it from him. Yeah. Uh, that's for sure if that makes sense and it's like i said it's not a, a diss he's, or he lives in alabama out. and he's a georgia bulldog fan so you wouldn't expect a lot of intelligence to come out of there but well that's that's without question but i i don't know man but no but seriously though thanks to him and thanks for everybody that's been listening you know brad's um sorensen's been listening we got anthony's been listening uh, coach rosie's been listening amy's been listening so we appreciate each and every one of you uh tuning in and uh we're gonna really hit the ground running this month because we're starting the build this week uh to wrestlemania 13 
to legitimately one of the best, if not the best WrestleMania matches of all time between Brett and, and Stone Cold in a submission match with Ken Shamrock as a special guest referee. Uh, but obviously, for the, if you are new to the show, what Justin and I do each and every month is we have a build to the main event, so to speak, of the month, which is at the end of the month with we do a major WCW, WWF, WWE pay-per-view. This month will be, like I mentioned, WrestleMania 13. So we're going to be watching three Raws leading up to that pay-per-view to kind of give you context to what we're going to see, you know, building the storylines and the feuds and outside the ring, all that stuff into, uh, into the show. So, but other than that, Justin, what's been going on in your uh, small corner of the uh, country? Oh, anyways, not much. Um, Just working every day at that grind. You know how that rolls. Um, Oh yeah. Got a referee, a district boys game tomorrow night. That should be exciting considering both teams got in a brawl on the court earlier this year. They're in the same league. This will be the third time they've played. So it should be a (laughs) fun and exciting time tomorrow night. Um, But other than that, no, just rolling right along as usual. Um, Ready for the baseball lockout to end. That would be nice to have a little baseball spring training going on right now. And would be nice. Yeah. And and of course, uh, praying for everyone in Ukraine right now as well. Yeah, definitely. Saw that come out today. This is unbelievable what's going on over overseas there. Um, obviously, our thoughts and prayers are out over there with the country of uh, of Ukraine at this time. But, uh, but yeah, just looking forward to this week. And oh, why- and uh, before we get going, I just want to say, uh, fuck Vladimir Putin. I hope you're out in hell, you some bitch. All right, we can go ahead now. I feel better about myself. But one guy that we don't want to rot in hell is Mr. Rich Palladino. So let's send it up to the hearing to him right now. It's the opening contest. So, Justin, we are coming to you. This Raw is coming to you anyways. On March 3rd, 1997, from Berlin, Germany, the Deutschland Hall. All one word, believe it or not. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I'm German myself. And it's like, holy crap. Uh, but no, this was actually taped on the 26th of February and then obviously aired there. This is at that time frame when they were recording certain shows and uh, being the time difference. That's what uh, this played into it as well. So this uh, we'll get to it, obviously, in the main event, but it's being billed as uh, the main event as the European title tournament finals between Owen Hart and Davey Boy Smith. Um, Just a little backstory before we get into our opening contest uh, match here. But the build for this is like, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, they're tag team champions together. Uh, But they've been feuding a little bit, having some disagreements. Right. right. And they go all the way back. They just fired their manager. Uh, What's his name? The uh, Clarence Mason. Right. And then he's part of the nation. Now we'll see him in a little while, but yeah, this feud, it's one of those feuds that I just wish they would have done a little bit more with. Obviously they really don't want to because, uh, they, they end up getting the together. Tag team champions. 
Well, that, that, and then in, in about a month, they get together as the Heart Foundation. So it would have right, been weird right. to have a huge breakup right here. But it's just like, you know, they are going to be putting on matches that it, it's it, it's just unbelievable. And you just want to see, you want to see more of it. Yeah, uh, I I definitely did after watching this main event. I thought it was fantastic. Um, definitely a great main event on this show. This was a good show, really top to bottom, I felt like. Um, this was when Raw was a two-hour Raw. Mm -hmm. And I wish it would have stayed there because obviously this shows you right here, you can have a great show in two hours and not get too long, have to fill it with too many bullshit matches. Everything in here kind of had a story to it. Yeah, and it's actually starting here with the main event. We have, I wanted to get this out there too, because this is, we're going to see this for a few weeks here. So I don't know what's going on with it or if it's just this week, but we got the honky tonk man on commentary with Vince and JR. Is yeah, I'm guessing that Lawler couldn't get into Germany because of his multiple arrest. <laughs> well, uh, that's what I thought too, but I'm like, we're going to see the honky talk man still making appearances here in 97 for the WWF on raw. I just, I don't know if he's just itching for a paycheck or something, but you know, I've never been a huge fan of the honky talk man altogether. And especially here in 97, I, he just seems a little out of place. I wish Eric Bischoff would have drove to Germany and fired him again, even though he was working for WWE because he, so I, he was not good on this show as far as commentary there were there were parts that were okay there were mm -hmm. parts that were not good and vince you could tell was trying to cover for his stupid ass well the honky tonk man was as good at commentary that he was at being a actual wrestler and neither Which one of them was good subpar so, we yeah, should probably right. explain just to catch everyone up right now psycho sid is the world champion and he had just beat brett in january um just to actually maybe a week or two, a couple of weeks before this um, on Raw, when after Brett held the title for one day, um, in the, after he won it in the fatal four-way match on the pay-per-view, he then turns around and loses it to Sid on Raw the next night after interference from guess who? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Shocking. Um, so the Intercontinental Champion is now Rocky Maivia. Um, and then, as you said, the tag team champions are Owen Hart and the British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith. So just to give everyone kind of a feel on where we are as far as who's the champions at going into this show. Yeah. So the opening contest here, it's interesting to see because we're coming off a lot of WCW shows here, Justin. And we the WCW shows that we've seen have been very, very short, you know, two, three, five minute matches. These here, you're looking at eight-minute matches. You're looking at 17, eight, six, 15-minute matches. And they're telling the stories, and you're on, you know, you're on the edge of your seat. Unfortunately, some of these fucking matches are ending in DQ, or they get the smash yeah. finish, or they get this, or they get that. You can over, in my opinion, you can really overdo that. You can really hurt that match. And I think that's what they did here in the first match with uh, uh, Bret Hart versus Triple H ultimately uh brett would get himself dq'd as he shoves away the referee and continues to stomp away at triple h 
that match I going think that's, eight that's subtly building Brett's heel turn. You know what I mean? Like the old Bret Hart, you know, I, you know, I did it all for you fans. And the old Bret Hart would never throw the referee down. And now we're seeing that pissed off Bret, the guy who got screwed. They screwed me out of the Royal Rumble. You know, the guy that got screwed and he's now slowly, but, sh- you know, slowly I turn. He's slowly but surely turning into that heel Bret Hart. I think the end of this match is just another step in that direction. Well, and I think this is that type of time that, you know, Bret Hart, as Bruce Pritchard always says, you need to fresh uh, paint a coat. And we've seen, you know, good old Brett, the greatest wrestler of all time. Now you want to see the pissed off wrestler, the greatest wrestler of all time. And we're starting to see that here in 97 going, marching towards WrestleMania 13 against, at, um, against Stone Cold. And he literally, this is the Bret Hart that gives no fucks. He doesn't care who you are. He doesn't care what you've done. He's going to get what he wants, what he thinks that he deserves. Yeah. Uh, And whether that means just holding a sharpshooter in extra long and get DQ'd or, or whatnot. But I, do you think that these DQs have really hurt, will really hurt these wrestlers? Or do you think it's just a matter of, okay, let's continue the storyline of Brett being a bad, bad dude, potentially he's kind of in between. Yeah, I, I think that. I don't think the DQs hurt. I mean, hell, they're not doing as many DQs as the NWO and them are having over in WCW sure, all the sure. damn time. Yeah. Um, you know, for the most part, this was a great match. Triple H and Brett, probably one of their first matchups that we've ever seen them wrestle on TV. Um, I really enjoyed it. I didn't think it was as good of a match as the main event. But it's a hell of an opener. It's a hell of an opener for this Raw that they're trying to put on a pretty big Raw because it's in Germany, I think. And you want Brett and the Bulldog and Owen, some of these guys that are more popular over in Europe, you want them on the show, and they got them on there. So overall, I felt like this was a great way to open up the show, get the, yeah. get the crowd rolling with Brett out there. Yeah, it's interesting because you see Brett is usually over – like Grover in Europe and Canada. And then at this time, he's that heel in the States. I just, I think that the WWF really took to it and took advantage of that because obviously the majority of their bookings are going to be in the States. You're going to get obviously your sprinkles in the major provinces in Canada, um, Calgary's Edmonton's, Toronto's, Ottawa, whatever. So you're going to get those major cities, excuse, well, provinces, whatever the hell you want to call them. And so you know what you're going to get each and every time. And it just builds and builds and builds. And obviously it'll culminate here at WrestleMania 13. Uh, did you like the role of China was playing here for Triple H at that time? Just that kind of that pretty much the bodyguard. Yeah, she was playing the Rick Rude role before he was there. Um, yeah, I I really like China getting involved. She always got involved. It seemed like almost every match they they found a way to spotlight her for Triple H, whether it affecting it him winning or whatever. Um, 
I did. I enjoyed her. She was definitely a spectacle, something to watch on the side over there. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was great. So, and like I said before, it's just great match matches just with shoddy endings. And it's going to be, seem to be the theme, at least in this raw anyways, looking at it as a whole. Uh, So we're going to see a, a, Stone Cold Steve Austin here back in Stanford, allegedly. Um, And now we're starting to see like the Texas Stone Cold, like he's wearing a camo coat, you know, with a Stone Cold T-shirt or whatever. But we're starting to see him throw a little more personality into his character with his kind of Texas fling on this, Uh, you know, and he just gets on there and shits on Bret Hart the whole time, which is what he's there to do. Overall, good little segment, you know. Then they mm-hmm. they replay the Owen Davy thing from Royal Rumble, where they had a little disagreement. Um, then we get the Slam of the Week, brought to you Present. by WWF Full Metal, the album which I had, and so that was that was great. Yeah, I love that. Um, what was your favorite one on that album? Is that the one where? Um, they had like the alternate Bret Hart song. Yeah. Um, Desire. Mm-hmm. Start yeah. a fire in me. Start a fire in me. Yeah, I like that one. That was my favorite on there, of course. That, that's going to be the new entrance to the uh, <laughs> Wrestling with Music now, folks. Like, and the I, flames uh, burn higher and higher. Feel my desire. You start the fire. I can remember every song and I haven't heard that song for over 20 I, years. I, Honestly, man, I'm just gonna hit the mute button on my end, and you can just <laughs> sing the whole time. The rest of the the rest of the what probably the rest of the probably about 40 minutes that we have left here. But uh, our it's... slam of the week was Undertaker and Farouk, of course. Undertaker putting it to Farouk. Uh, yeah, from last week's Raw. Yeah. yeah. So next up, we're gonna have your newly crowned, fairly newly crowned IC t- champion, Rocky Maivia, aka The Rock. Oh, is that his name? Vader. Rocky Maivia. Yeah. Who's that? What's he doing now? Ba- Rocky Maivia. Rocky now he's yeah. some pumpkin or um, some pumpkin head, pineapple head man. Uh, I thought I saw somebody at the uh, at the Super Bowl with a couple different shades of maroon. Maroon 2 is what he looked. Oh, Instead of Maroon 5, he was Maroon 2 at the Super Bowl. That was his doppelganger. <laughs> that was just... That was... <laughs> That that that's like Rocky Maivia 2.0. Like you got NXT 2.0 now. That's like Rocky Maivia 2.0. I found that interesting. The guy that is the head of the XFL now is opening up the Super Bowl for the NFL. I was like, well, but that seems I, odd. From what I've seen, the XFL and the NFL, they're not really kind of working together, but they're kind of, you know spitballing ideas bouncing ideas off each other to make the game better for the res- for their respective um so basically what the nfl's want gonna want to do is test their bullshit out through the xfl and see if people like it. right right see if people if people like it then we'll take it if not then you guys can have it um, <laughs> but i believe um brock's old or ex-wife is actually um, like a CEO or president of the whole XFL or something. So as you whiny ass Bills fans, I'm sure you guys, oh, you and you and Antonio Santos are hoping that the XFL 
changes up the overtime rules, I assume. Well, you know that's going to happen. You know it's going to happen at this point. Because, <laughs> you, you know, it's either that or they'll bring a team to Buffalo or something in place of the Sabres, for God's sakes. Jesus Christ, that's a I think um, the XFL overtime rule is each quarterback has to step, drop back and get speared by Goldberg, and whoever doesn't lose the ball wins. Whoever doesn't die. <laughs> No, honestly, my idea, my alternate idea was to get the kickers involved because not everybody, okay, kickers oh, are kickers. the Bengals are winning then. I'm good with that. No, no, but what I'm saying back. is if you you make a 50-yard field, well, you start, you make a 40-yard field goal, you start at the 30-yard line, so that would be a 40-yard field goal. Yeah. You hit it from there, you make it, you win. Money, Matt. You, Money Mac could kick that backwards and make it for forty. Right, exactly. But that's why I'm saying <laughs> you got to get these other. You got to get these other players involved. You know what I mean? Because I, I get you want your stars out there. You want to pay. You want the money, the rights to it, all that. Fine, whatever. Gotta steer it back. Steer us back to Rocky and Vader here. But uh, Vader's got Paul Bearer with him. Have you? Were you ever a big fan of like Paul Bearer with Vader and Mankind? I liked him with Mankind. Not yeah. as much with Vader. It just doesn't make sense with Vader for me. Mankind, like I agree with you, where it does make a little bit more sense, but it, the them in general, just both of them, just didn't. It didn't sit right with me. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just like the character mixes weren't what didn't go together well. Vader didn't need a fucking manager, even though he had Harley Race at WCW. He had, but I that think, makes Jim sense but that made sense. Him and Cornette, him and Harley, that, that stuff made sense. Him and Bearer doesn't. Yeah. Because when you're you're so used to seeing Bearer with Kane or Pear with uh, uh, Undertaker, this is like, what the fuck? Why? Yeah. But this, this match here between them is actually a rematch from the European title tournament where Vader actually pinned Maivia. Uh, so it, it has an interesting little bit of a backstory, even though they're kind of just they're just throwing this together just for the hell of it. So. Yeah. Because you know, Vader doesn't really want the intercontinental championship. Um, you know, and he doesn't get it here. Um, but when you think about wrestling back in the day, this is a match that most people would think that's a match I'd like to watch. Like not a match. Right. You don't remember them wrestling Vader and the rock. Um, here they did, yeah, this, yeah. Here they do early in Rock's career, and I actually enjoyed watching this. I just enjoyed the matchup of the two. Sure. Um, just again, another good match here to start to show off. I don't, I don't really have a lot of problems with this match at all. Maybe except for, I don't know, maybe the next match. But overall, I thought all the matches are pretty solid here, and this is one of them. Vader and yeah. the Rock. I just two things I gathered from this match was so you could notice just how green the rock is at this point for the uh -huh. business. And it's another shitty ending with another fucking DQ. See mankind yeah. come out and bash rock in the head with the urn for the DQ. So Vader loses. It's like, why the fuck bother then? And it's just, I, it doesn't now. You're gonna I, kinda, have, I can kind of get a DQ here. Because you don't want The Rock to lose the Intercontinental title. 
You also don't want Vader to put the rock over necessarily for Vader's character here early in 97 when he was just in the final four for the world title. So I get a DQ. I understand why. I think it would have been hard to go either way with a with a loss, you know, like a clean loss. But here's an alternative, though. Instead of having Mankind come out and bash the rock or Rocky, whatever the fuck you want. He's the rock to me. Anyways bash him in the head with the urn why not just have just vader just start beating the piss out of the rock just giving him the freaking gut shots the punches have him get lose a chair to, yeah do something like that mm-hmm. this is just shitty because you're screwing over your what i gathered from this is vader's a fucking pussy yeah because he can't beat the rock mm-hmm. because he has to have mankind come in and beat beat up mm-hmm. the rock so he gets dq'd that's how I took it. And it's just like, okay, did you not know who fucking Vader was in the early 90s in WCW? Obviously, they wanted to step away from that here in 97. He but wore just, an elephant head with horns that had smoke coming out of it, God for damn it. For sake, Jesus Christ, he's <laughs> fucking the man. But it's just like, why? You're making him look like a freaking, he can't beat a freaking seven year old in a match. Yeah. And it's just like, come on, man. Really? Have him go down fighting. Have him be DQ'd for too many shots. You know, and I, I don't, like I said, I don't mind the DQ, but make it worth your fucking while, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. So we're, next we're going to see, I like this little flashback to uh, where ECW evaded Raw. Yeah, this was the Raw the week before, right? Correct, correct. And it almost looks like Vince gave the whole show to Heyman. Like, God damn, there was a bunch of ECW shit going on on that show. I forgot about that show, actually. I, just, I have yeah. a feeling that as a seventh grade slapdick, I just split the channel over to Nitro because I didn't want to watch this ECW shit. I didn't care about any of them. Right, and I think a lot of, I think a lot of people did the same thing, too. But we're going to see basically... Sabu jumping off the set. You're going to see Dreamer and Devon brawl and Lawler heels up on ECW. And most of the Sandman's appearance here is blurred out because he's drinking a beer, busting it over his head. So he can't show that on the peacock, I guess. So yeah, all in all, I got the point, but it's just like, why? I mean, I get it. If they're going to trade talent back and forth, which they really didn't do, I don't even take advantage of it. Then why are you going to do it? I don't. Yeah, I don't know why Vince really gave him all this TV time. I, I, you know, to me, Vince is a guy that wouldn't even want to use someone's name from like if they came from WCW, he has to change their name because he Mm -hmm. wants to be able to have his own shit. I can't imagine Vince taking time away from his own stars on his own show to give time to people that he wasn't even fucking paying. Right. Well, I think he was it. No, well, maybe not. Cause I could have sworn. He, he probably paid him for that raw, but I mean, that's it. it. There weren't on his roster. So they're not his superstars. He's not promoting them. He's not making little Jack's wrestlers out of them and putting them on WWE magazine. Why is he giving up that TV time to them? I don't understand that. And I'm sure I'm missing something. And I'm sure there's a reason. But I'm not sure what it is. So D, the rumor in Innuendo has it 
um, and it's been documented, I guess you could say, is Vince was helping out fund part of ECW. I understand that. I knew that, but that doesn't mean you got to give up time on your TV. Right, but I think they're trying to... Help them get boosted? Right, and look into the future, because down the line, I think Vince, deep down, really saw the writing on the wall with this promotion. Okay, there's only so long that this thing, this promotion can do, and so long this promotion can last. We also have to remember at this time, Vince was not rowing in the cash. I mean, right, you were only three uh, years off of the steroid trial. Here in a few months, he's going to tell Bret Hart that he can't honor his contract. So he's not rolling in dough here to be fucking around with shit like that either, which, yeah, you know, whatever. So we're going to have our next match is the Sultan, which is the future Rikishi taking on Flash Funk, a.k.a. Two Cold Scorpio. The only thing I really gathered is a shorter match, a uh, four-minute match, but they're As really it putting should be. And right, right. And they're building the Sultan to build up to take it on Rocky at WrestleMania 13 for the IC title. Uh, and like I said, they're making the uh Sultan as being that dastardly heel, that unmovable object. And my thought was, why the hell are they partnering? Uh, Bob Backlund and the Iron Sheik with the Sultan. I get Iron Sheik, but what role does Bob Backlund uh, have for him? Is he like an American translator or something? Because the Sultan doesn't speak English, or what is it? They don't. They never tell us. I don't know. Other yeah. than Backlund needs something to do. That's, you know. <laughs> He's still on, I guess he's still under contract. Throw him in there as a heel manager with, well, you also don't want Sheik doing the fucking promos. Oh, maybe that goes without saying. Maybe if he's had humble his ass, humble his ass. Maybe if he's had 12 beers, I'd enjoy the promo more. But um, yeah, that's probably why promo wise is probably the reason I would imagine. Yeah, so like I said, another quick match. This time we're going to see, last time we saw Stone Cold and he, uh, for a sit-down interview at the WWF Studios, was back in, uh, was back, last one was back in October when he was actually there um, before he was forced to leave by uh, the police department there. But back in, Jesus Christ, I can't believe this is a fucking sentence, but the world champion... Psycho Sid is actually cutting a promo. Shocking. He's blabbering about something. It's just like, dude, you can have Psycho Sid and Ahmed Johnson cut a promo in the same segment and you want to get this shit over? Are you kidding me? (laughs) It just doesn't. Ahmed Johnson, the only thing he could cut is a piece of cheese. Uh, Well, cut the cheese. I will say that the one good thing about Ahmed Johnson's uh, promo here is it was quick. Exactly. It was quick. They didn't let him go too long, which is a plus. But I just, I, uh, I've never, ever been a fan of Ahmed Johnson. 
Never. And you can't. I don't know anybody that was. I was as a kid, like in 1996, I was pretty, I thought, man, this guy's pretty jacked, pretty cool. Right. Back then. But now it's like you look back and watch it now. It's like, holy shit, this doesn't really live up. But then quickly in the 97, the shine just went right off of. And then I was tired of it. You know. Right, that it just shine that you know the shiny new pet wasn't really as shiny as it once was. It's kind of not getting over. Yeah, but you know, one of those matches. We'll talk these last um, those last two matches, man. This is a solid fucking card. Yeah, and these last two matches are really um, actually before what I wanted to mention before. Before we get to the uh, semi-main, I call it the semi-main event because this is a good match. But Legion of Doom returned last week on Raw prior yes. to this. Oh, I think and it was on. Was it on Raw? Yeah. Yeah, they returned on Raw, but on Saturday, on Shotgun Saturday night, they've they, showed they wrestled in appearing at WrestleMania yeah. 13. So they're trying. They're they're planting the seeds for a Legion of Doom appearance match, what have you, at WrestleMania 13. That was a hell of a pop when they surprisingly oh, yeah. came out on raw and it was in um uh manhattan was, center yeah in For when their fucking music hit that place lit up man it went crazy that that's um, one of those things where and they've been gone since 1992 so they've been gone for five years right. at this point but that's when wrestling was really wrestling when you could get those pops you get 97 up until pretty much you know, 2000, 2001, you could, you got some pretty goddamn good big pops. Yeah, that um, was a good return. It was good to see them back together because they really hadn't been together since 92. I mean, I think they went and did some Japan stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but Animal was working in WCW by himself, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I think before right. this. Um, so it was good to see them back, back with their awesome ass music in WWE. Mm-hmm. And coming out, the fans were jacked for it. And we're going to see him uh, wrestle at WrestleMania 13. Yeah. So we got our next semi-main event here. You got Sid putting his title on the line against Mankind. Uh, a pretty good little match here, man. I'll be honest. Really good. Time, I, it was per- it's one of the better Sid ti- matches. Right. It was perfectly timed. Just over 10 minutes is a perfect time for both of them. Pro- like you said, probably one of Sid's better title defenses here when he's had it. Um, yeah. And I think he, he, correct me if I'm wrong, man, but I like him in WWE compared to uh, WCW. Oh, I do too. In WCW, he was kind of. Even his first WWE run. Right. But put put him back behind the, behind a bunch of guys and the horsemen and not really do much of anything. And WCW never utilized him as the star that he could have been. I felt like. Like Vince did. As soon as he got to WWE, Vince put him in the main event with Hogan in 92. Exactly. Yeah. And then then here, he kind of, he got back here, I think, around late 95. Um, But it took him a while to get here to the main event. Actually, he wrestled Sean in some main events in 96. So he was kind of slid right into the top again. And he is a bad motherfucker man he looks like a bad motherfucker he's psycho he's scary his music as we might hear later on in this show fit the character really really well Mm -hmm. um 
I just, I was a fan of Sid, and of course, we all love Mankind, man. He is bumping all over the place in this but match. You said uh, Sid was a badass. I'm like, freaking, if Sid's a badass, then fucking Foley, Mankind, whatever you want, whoever you want to call him, he's like, he's like the grand pooba of being a badass. Yeah. He's paying for it now. Don't get me wrong. If you've ever seen him try to walk around at one of these Comic Cons, dude, dude looks like he's hurting. Mm hmm. Whether it's his back, his knees, or legs, or hips, or pretty much everything. Um, yeah. So we're going to see another flashback here for the February 22nd shotgun Saturday night, um, where we see Davy Boy Smith being cheated out of a win against uh, Crush when Savio Vega has held, held his foot down. Well, Clar well we, um, Carl Clarence Mason stood back and did nothing. So that's for the meaning behind of why they fired him. Sid does win the last match with the power bomb. Correct, um, correct. But he he did have after Paul Bearer distracted uh, Sid on the apron and he grabs him, but then Sid moves out of the way. Mankind runs into Paul Bearer. Mankind gets two choke slams and then a power bomb. So you, I liked that because it it didn't kill Mick Foley. It showed that he needed a lot to put him away. Well, but I think yeah. that's what, how he was his, pretty much his whole career, though. You mm -hmm. needed to basically do a hell of a lot of shit to him to keep him down. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to finish that match off. Yeah, yeah no, you're good. But, yeah. You're good. Yeah, but now so, we're going to kind of preview our main event here. So, we got our main event here with uh, the first European champion will be crowned. We got Davey Boy Smith taking on his brother-in-law, Owen Hart. Uh, and this is the uh, Owen's great first... music. When they come back from commercial, we open up with Owen's good ass music uh, to start us off here. I just, I loved everything about this match. It was kind of a long match, but when you're fighting for the European title, right? For the first ever European title, it should be a hard fought long match. How long was this thing? 17 and a half 17 minutes. 17 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is going to be the first WWF title that will be introduced since 1979, which was the IC title. So it goes to show you, they didn't really introduce a lot of titles until obviously much, much later here to current day. But yeah, this, this goes to show you this match. If you watch one match from this card, this is it right here, Justin, I think. Yeah. There's and, a lot of good matches to watch on this card. The last yeah. one, the first one, um, all and, three and, of those matches were great matches, but this one's the best. And the only reason why Justin's saying that is because there's some sort of resemblance of the Hart family on this card to being the best matches. So that's why he's saying it. But um, well, yeah, but I mean the the Mankind Sid match I like. Yeah. Um, and this one though, this one takes the cake. This was a classic, classic match right here. I thought both. I mean, you know, Owen's going to be fantastic, but I felt like one of the better British Bulldog matches I've ever seen right here. But, and I think the reasoning why behind this is so good, Justin is because they know each, obviously they know each other so damn well and the yeah. crowd is behind it so, so much. And that helps these guys out because it's, it keeps them going. Well, and because it's in Germany, even though both of them are heels, this is a great, place to put this on as the main event these two would not main event if this show was in houston texas 
Oh, no question. No question. About you know that. what I mean? Yeah. But the fact that it's in Germany, they timed this right to have the European Championship in Europe on a Raw. And with these two people who Europe loves, um, like you said, the fans were very into this match. Yeah. And, and, and for so, good reason. Well, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. And rightfully so. I just, I know why they didn't do more of this. Because obviously we'll see them going into WrestleMania together. So I know why they didn't do more of it because they were one, they're the dag champs and two, what, how, how can you outdo this one? You know what I mean? The two, there was two spots in this match where they basically did identical things to each other and, and threw each other over the top rope. And then they both did a little flip in the ring mm-hmm identically and then when both situations the other guy sat on the middle rope and opened it for the other guy to get back in and when bulldog did it first i figured owen would come in clean which he did but then when bulldog went out to the outside and owen opened the ropes for him he was waiting on owen to cheat and owen to fuck around with him when he was coming through the ropes owen didn't and it mm. showed that, you know, we're going to wrestle this out the correct way. I thought it was really good stuff. Yeah. So at the end of it, uh, 17 minutes, 24 seconds, we're going to see the British Bulldog as your first European champion. Uh, like, it's just knockout, drag out match, man. Knockout, drag out fight. And it just goes to show you how good these two guys were. And it just it's sad that we we never saw more of it. Yeah, if you're going to watch a match in general, if you're going to watch a match from this Raw, this is the one to watch. If you got 17 minutes to kill, throw this on, go to the main event. It is a fantastic match. I can't put it over enough. Yeah. And it's only right and maybe predictable, but still only right that the British Bulldog is our first European champion. Oh, and it's rightfully so. He should. He should. Uh, So overall, Justin, what did you think of this? We we talked uh, a little bit about it, but one of the better Raws that. It's going yeah. on at this time, you know. I'd give this WCW, an a. I think W. They're killing WCW. Obviously, I think. I would give this an A. Match yeah. quality, top to bottom, was really good. Storytelling was good too. You're building up these yeah. feuds for WrestleMania. Yeah, you had the Austin, you know, live feed from wherever he was at. Um, I really enjoyed watching this show. I did. I I can't wait to watch the next couple of rolls. I have to give it an A minus just because Honky Tonk Man is on the commentary. Yeah, I would agree with that. Actually, (laughs) A A minus is where I was thinking originally. But yeah, you're right. Honky Tonk Man was one of the. He just uh, does nothing for him. Whenever there's no Lawler, you're going to get points minus. So there. But but they could have done so much better with Jr. and and um and Vince and Vince. Just just leave those two. But why? Oh, you're gonna need you're gonna need the heel. No, you don't gives a shit nobody gives a shit about that they're yeah. not list they're not watching you guys to listen to the comment yeah it's probably yeah we're gonna try to listen to the commentators but they're not sitting there on bated breath listening to each and every word <laughs> especially the fucking honky-tonk man oh my god i just oh my <sighs> okay fuck mary kill honky-tonk man greg gagne or Ooh. vince russo <laughs> oh that is hard I'm going to uh, 
I gotta fucking I gotta kill Vince Russo. Okay. I guess I gotta marry Greg Gagne and fucking fuck the honky tonk man. Okay. I think that's how that would go. Okay. I, I there's it really doesn't no end good well answer. for anybody. So <laughs> say it doesn't well end well for anybody. At least but... with the honky tonk man, I can be done in a minute and get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> but one guy that doesn't. I think I would. To... I think I would finish quicker than him in the Ultimate Warriors summer or uh, their Intercontinental match. Yeah. No, I get that. Just, just one to get guy the that, hell out. But one guy that doesn't finish quick is Mr. Rich Paladino. So let's send it up to the ring to him right now. It's listener questions. All right, Justin. It is now time for some listener questions. We got two guys this week, our loyal listeners. Starting first is Mr. Brad Stanton. His first of two questions are as follows. My favorite part of the show was the ECW recap. What organization could do this with WWE today? And who would play the parts of Heyman and Lawler? This is your question because I don't watch enough current wrestling to answer So, this. first guy that came up to my mind was Scott Demore from Impact Wrestling. Yeah. And he would, I, I think Impact and WWE is the best options because it's not going to be AEW. I can tell you that right now. No. Everybody think it's going to be AEW. It's not going to be AEW. Ring of Honor? But the thing is, Ring of Honor is doing it with the uh, Impact now. So it's like, okay, who's helping who out here? Because it, ROH is supposed to be coming back eventually in April. Mm-hmm. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. But their talent is basically being signed by WWE, by AEW, by Impact. TNA? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Or not TNA, uh, NWA. 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 Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Well, I'm talking N- about NWA. Yeah, NWA, I yeah. was thinking. They're going there too? So you're seeing them going all over the place. So it's like, I don't know. But I could see Scott if, Demore in the Paul Heyman role for sure. Oh, yeah. I could, I, and for the Lawler role, it's tough because I thought of two different guys for this. And I think both of them would do very well. Uh, Corey Graves and that's or, who I was thinking. Corey Graves was my idea. But there. I, as I thought it, and I'm like, who, who, who is this that much better than Corey Graves? It's Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. Because McAfee can be that heel. I don't. Deep down, I think Corey Graves could be that heel, but he's more of that baby. He's that snarky. SOB that really is that kind of in between. He could be a good guy. He could be a bad guy with McAfee. He's either good or he's bad. There's no in between. And he's a hell of a lot better heel. If you watch, if, if you watch any of his stuff with Adam Cole and NXT, man, this dude can go. If he can go in the ring, he's an athletic dude. Mm -hmm. He's in good shape for even knowing that he was a punter. Dude's fucking athletic, man. And yep. he, he's no slouch, man. He's not like money, money Mac over there, but still. 
Yeah, I see that. Uh, what, so what else he got for us? Brad's next question is, do you think Ahmed Johnson should really be teaching a promo class? Um, if Ahmed Johnson was teaching a promo class, that would be like RJ Krasinski teaching a sex class. We No one needs it. Or how and, to grow a proper throw. <laughs> and no one's going to learn a lot from it. So I don't I don't know. I'm probably about the only one that's going to learn it. Wait, you can do that? <laughs> Wait, but how do you do that? It, you put the light, you put your leg where? And that doesn't hurt your knee? Wait, do, do I have to stretch before this? Do I have to put like icy, icy hot on my arm or my back or something? No? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we no one reads that. Interesting. I was gonna make a comment, but I'm not going to. Um, so <laughs> and speaking of not making comments, guess who's guess whose time it is? Or, or me teaching a uh AA class. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, man. Either way. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but one guy that really should teach a class is money mike and he's up next here. oh he us. wants to he thinks people are gonna sit there and listen to his dumb ass he he has aspirations of teaching college which you know i feel bad I, that those people are gonna be wanting their money back like the people that went to trump university here comes the money here we go money talks here comes the money Anyways, now that Mike turned the kind of fast forward that little spiel, <laughs> he's got three questions this week. His first one is as follows. We see the European Championship introduced here on the show. Do you believe this was the beginning of having too many championships in one promotion? And what was your overall thoughts on the European title? Uh, no, I don't think it was too many. I thought it was a good time to introduce a new one. Like we said, it had been so long since we, yeah. and, you know, having an extra little, and at the time there for a while, the European title was taken care of. I mean, it, mm -hmm. Bulldog held it until, um, God, uh, whenever he lost it to Sean in like September mm -hmm. yeah. of, of this year. So he had it here for, around five months um, yeah, so we held on to it for a while but it was also that it was but it was also that stepping stone because mm -hmm. if you think about it okay you got bulldog well sean didn't really didn't really need it but anyways triple h uh angle had it benoit had it jericho had it eddie had it test Dilo brown Dilo had it mark henry had it and it's a way to get to that next level to get to the AIC, then from the IC, the way it, the way it fucking should be. Yeah, it was kind of like know, their TV TV title in a way. Right, right, and it should be that stepping stone. It should be that levels that you have to to uh, to do to get to the heavyweight title. You win your European title or TV title, you win your IC title or US title, and mm -hmm. then you get the big belt. Yeah, and as far as my overall thoughts on the European title. I really liked it. I liked this tournament for it. I liked the Bulldog having it. The first year of it, I enjoyed it. And then it kind of lost its luster. Yeah. Um, they they kind of started flipping it around too much. And they moved it too much. It was like the Cruiserweight Championship in WCW. They moved it too often. I get why they moved it too often because they had so many goddamn mouths to feed. But yeah. It, it, I enjoyed it for what it was, and I think Bulldog was the pro was the right guy to have the first 
be the first champion. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, Mike's next question is from looking at this card, we see that the WWF had a great talent roster. Who do you believe is one person in WCW that would have fit well in part in this particular roster? Also who from this card do you believe would have been successful in WCW? Too. Um, I'm, I'm thinking 97 here. Yeah, 97. I would say if I could take DDP in 97 and put it in WWE to, to fight with The Rock or Austin or Owen Hart for the IC title, that would have been cool. Um, if I had to take someone from WWE and put over there, ah. Uh, I know this sounds this sounds weird, mm -hmm. but Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I see that. I see that. But I, 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 I go back to where you could have slapped Triple H in the NWO with Holland Nash. Yeah, but in '97, at that point, everybody was in the fucking. NWO. Well, if I would have yeah. put him over there, I would have put him there early in 97. Mm -hmm. More at this time, if you were going to do it at all, you know, put him yeah. over there at the first of the year. Yeah, I don't know. I think that even if he would have joined the NWO around this time, Hall and Nash would have elevated him to where he would have been like oh, a yeah. US, U.S. title contender type guy. I don't think he would have made it up to the the heavyweight title just yet but no um i mean he's not like, wwe either right well right but he was eventually he was going to get there but obviously it wouldn't have lasted wcw uh, yeah. i think he would have gotten lost in the fold in wcw if he went over there later on though not right initially but um so i initially thought ddp from wcw to wwf and then I'm like, okay, no. And like, I had a secondary thought because I knew you'd probably pick a DDP. Booker T, man. Yeah. He's really kind of floundering at this time. I, that's a good one. I'll tell you another one. And, and from what I've read, this was talked about. At least they, he talked to WWE in, in 97. Randy fucking Savage. That would have been my that would have been my ultimate dream to see Randy Savage back in the WWE at this time. To kind of get one last run. To see Savage in the Attitude Era in WWE oh, would, have been, God would have been amazing. But even how about you can even do that? Another big name, bring Ric Flair over. You know he ain't doing shit here in '97. He almost came over in '98, right? Yeah. So you know he ain't doing he went shit. To a, he was driving around in a limo around the pay per view. Right. Uh, and him and uh, Reed were going to go sit in the front row or whatever. Right. So from WWF to WCW. First and foremost, I say fucking take honky talk, man. I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, but I, I would want I'd say rock. Yeah. Put him down there. 
not necessarily put him with in 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 NWO, but put him with a I guy like a DDP. Know. I don't know if they would have done anything with him. You know what The Rock would have been? Prince Iakea. It's because of his hair, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just saying they, they would do something stupid like that with him. They wouldn't know what to do with him. I mean, hell, they got given one of the best talents ever in Bret Hart later on this year, and they showed they didn't have a fucking clue what to do with him either. Yeah. Uh, so Brad's last question is given Money Mike's their... last question. Who did I say, Brad? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Money Mike. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> There's only two freaking people questions. It's like, you think I'd get it right the goddamn time? I'm looking at Money Mike. You had a 50 50 shot. Yeah, you're right. And as usual, <laughs> I fail. Um, so, given their history, historic feud in '96, do you believe a case could have been made for mankind to win the WWF title and go into a feud uh, with the Undertaker WrestleMania here? I just don't think we were ready for that yet. No, I, I think we would have prolonged it a little bit longer. I don't think, think we were ready for mankind to have the belt. Um, you know, yeah, I don't think it was when you time. got you had guys like Sean, Brett, Undertaker, Vader, uh, Steve Austin. Uh, mankind's character just wasn't there yet to be on that level with them. He was a great bumper and a great guy that could be in the match with all of those guys. Sure. But as, but as far as winning the title over any of those people, I don't think we were there yet. He hadn't gained legendary status from the fans until he almost kills himself coming off that cage here later on in the year. So we're just not there yet with it. Yeah. And how I thought about another one that you could put over in WCW was mankind. Well, I thought about that too, but they already showed that they didn't want to do much with him when he was there just a few years before. Yeah, but it's just like maybe they could put somebody like you know they had Cactus Jack over there, but they didn't have a guy like Mankind that you know that. Well, they couldn't little... use Mankind because Vince would have sued their ass that, off. That's so. right. That's right. Okay, and then it wouldn't have mattered anyways. They would have went to Cactus Jack again. Right. Right. No, oh, and. and, and... That's but honestly, a Cactus Jack in WCW in, in 97 probably would have been interesting. Well, could have worked or dude love maybe. They didn't have that hardcore type situation over there yet. Mm-hmm. And maybe him being over there in 97 would have caused them to go a little more in that direction with some matches. Yeah, we send we send Sid back over. Not Sid, send Vader back over or something. I, I don't know, but... Anyways, thanks for those questions, guys. We are now going to go to Amy Vaughn's favorite segment of the week because she tells us where she wants stuff go, and we put them there because we don't want to. <laughs> we don't want to disappoint Miss Amy. Let's go musical. Let me hear your body talk. There's an old country song, something about me and Miss Amy. Forget who sings that. I think it might be Keith Whitley. Anyways, Google, Google, Google the internet. So, <laughs> so Justin, what, uh, what did you pick this week, man? I picked one of, you know, the guy that had a great match here with mankind on this show. We were talking about it. He is the current WWE champion at this time. And I feel like this song goes well with his character. Um, I know 
at some point during this year, it might have been earlier this year, Vince did an interview with Sid and they played the music in the background as the interview was going on. And mm -hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen that happen before. And I just feel like they did that because the song just goes so well with his psychoness. So, psychoness. So. That's a good, you're, you're, <laughs> and that's coming from a teacher, folks. <laughs> so let's, let's go ahead and hear it. I like that little, whoop, that little pop. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but, but, but like you said, that really, that really goes with, with Sid. Yes, it does. And I feel like we're finally going to get a song climb up out of the, the bottom of the list here after a few weeks of bottom dwellers. This one, I think, can go up a little high. What do you think? Uh, pull the list up here. I, I got to see the list. Um, I did find out what Amy song I was thinking of by Keith Whitley. It's Miami, Miami by Keith Whitley, which is My, a great Miami, song. Miami, 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 okay. Miami, 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 Miami. Okay. <laughs> yeah. right, so there's a list, Justin. All right. Let's bring us down to the bottom so we can see where we're going to start. Okay. I feel like Sid is going to go in front of Steamboat. So we can go on up. All right. Steamboat's at 25. Yeah. Okay. I think Sid can go. I think he can go in front of. Yeah. Not number 19. 19. Right in front of Brutus the Barber Beefcake and behind Eric's uh, I'm Back. Yeah, because I was even I was even thinking a little bit higher than that, but I think 19 is it's right in that sweet spot where it's still it's still a decent theme and it incorporates the wrestler, it goes to the character, but it just still, goes to show you that WWE did their music better than anybody. Well, Jim Johnston's a man though, when and this one right there. here, man. This is a great, this is great heel music. And a lot of heel music is shitty music because they're just like, it's a heel. It needs to sound scary. Sure. But they, yeah. put, they put work into this one. This one has all kinds of now, elements to it. Now, do you consider, and, and we're, we're going to leave it at 19. We're not going to move in anywhere, but I just wanted to get your opinion on this because to fit the character. Up here at number 14, we have the brood. Uh huh. Do you think that it, Sid would potentially, if we didn't have the you know the number of people in between here, we have Eric in WWE, Eddie at WCW, Goldust and Piper in between the Brood at fourteen and 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 Sid here at nineteen. Um, 
do you think that the that Sid could really compete with the Brood as far as the theme? Yeah. Yeah, I could I could almost even slide Sid in front of Eddie Guerrero's WCW. Yeah. And put and put him right there behind Goldust. I mean, Sid's music is good. It really is. For heel yeah. music, it's it's solid. Yeah. So Justin, I, I brought an oldie but a goodie out of the woodworks for this one. We saw mankind take on Sid here. His heel music was unlike any other. If yeah. you think that Sid's music really personified his character, this next theme really personified mankind's heel character. So we're going to stop it there. That really, it's just that slow, slow build. Mm -hmm. And when I think about his music, I think it was slow and it gave him a chance for the camera when he was walking out for the camera to really focus on him and he could stop and pull his hair out or talk to Mm -hmm. himself or, you know, it really kind of got to show him as that, you know maniacal kind of person sociopath type of person to where the music was slow so you could really pan in and follow him closely um it it's good i i like it it's not a song though that i think back and think oh i really liked that song like i do with the sid song right um so i think that's why i would it would drop down a little bit for me probably I'd say if you're looking at where it is Under, right here, probably underneath. Right here. I was thinking maybe underneath Eddie's WWE, the lie, cheat, and steal. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're getting in that wheelhouse there of staying with that slow music, mm-hmm. too. So you can kind of, um, well, I can't spell apparently. Um, you kind of get in that slow character music. But yet it still personifies that specific character. So Sid, guys, to wrap up our rankings here, Sid will go in at number 19, I think. Yes. And Mankind will go in at number 31. And how many do we have now? So let me get the Total. official. Let me shake it. I think 40. 40 uh, 48. 48. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, 48. So we've got 48 now. Sid at 19 and Mankind at 31. So, Amy, go ahead and get your daggers ready for our rankings of those two this week. Yeah, right. So, yeah, without question <laughs> on that, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get uh, through We'll get like snail mail from from Amy for it. Um, saying that, OK, well, this should be here and this should be there. And why isn't that there? And 
I think Amy needs to come on again and tell us what to do. I feel bad for Amy's kids when they she tells them to clean the ro- their rooms and then she comes in, she says, that needs to be there, that needs to be there, and this needs to be there, and I'll do it again. Again. <laughs> again. <laughs> well, no one is now, Ryan. We kid, we, we kid, we kid. Uh, but uh, next week, Justin, we are going to be continuing this build to WrestleMania 13. We're going to be going over the March 10th edition of ni- uh, 97 of Monday Nitro. Or, I did it again. Of Monday Night Raw. Raw. See, <laughs> we've done so much for Raw Nitro. is war, pal. We've, we've done so much goddamn Nitro. I'm so used to it by now. Um, but we're going to go over that. So take a look at that show. I know um, we're looking forward to it. I think yes, we can announce it now. Um, we are going to be welcoming uh, Brad Stanton onto the show at the end of the month to watch a little uh, WrestleMania 13 with us. Uh, and looking forward to having Brad on. He's a big contributor to the show, just like uh, I spoke it into existence. I spoke yeah. it into existence. Hey, um, by the way, I want you to know I caught hell oh. last week because we have a fr- mutual friend of ours. That was at Super Brawl 8 at the Cow Palace. Oh, oh God, yeah. So you had to bring him up. I wanted to end the show on a good note. And he was upset that he his opinion was not thought about on here. But once again, Mark Nelson, you can go fuck yourself. Well, Mark, <laughs> thank you for that. I'm glad you said it because I was about to. I'm like, what <laughs> His opinion doesn't mean anything to anybody else. Why should it mean anything to us? No, I'm joking. <laughs> so, yeah. Next time we do uh, any old shows, because he's a dinosaur from California, we'll have to consider yeah. Mark Nelson. But, yeah. um, yes, I'm excited to have Brad Stanton on for sure. That should be a blast. Talking about WrestleMania 13, which is always fun for me to, to talk about. So we should have fun. Yeah. So like looking said, forward to, to next week because these rolls, yeah. I'm I really liked this one. I can't wait to see next week. Yeah, they're definitely they're definitely gonna business is about to pick up, as one wise man once said. And business will pick up when you listen to each and every episode of the Ringside Rant. You can check check us out on any podcasting platform you have available to you. Uh, go over to castby.com slash ringside rant. You'll see all our great links to all our great platforms, including the Full Press Coverage Radio Network, as well as Shining Wizards Wrestling Network, as well as Wrestling with Johnners Network. So thanks to all three of those great networks for having us on their networks. Uh, You can check out our merchandise there. You can check out all social medias. I am at underscore ringside rant. He is at JD2040. JD, what do you got this week to end the show? Oh, not a lot. Um, looking forward, like I said, to next week. I want to thank all you guys for listening. I want to thank uh, all you guys for writing in questions each week. It means a lot to us. And uh, we will see you guys next Friday. <laughs> <laughs>